What's up, ladies, gentlemen, and others? My name is Terrell Norton, and we're back. Yeah, I know. You thought two episodes were going to get canceled. Nope. We're doing a third one. Fuck it, right? Like, let's just, have, let's just have some fun. This is Binge, where we talk about television shows that are worthy of binging. We'll also talk about ones that aren't, maybe. You know what I mean? But at the end of this episode, we're hoping that whatever episode, you know, whatever show we're talking about, you have your two cents on whether or not it's worth it, right? Sound good? Because what the fuck else are you going to do? You're stuck at home. And if you're not stuck at home in your service industry, you got to go home and relax after dealing with all these fucking assholes. So binge watching helps. Today, my guest is Dustin DeVore, and we're going to be talking about uh, Trailer Park Boys. Is that right? That is, that is correct. All right, because yes. you have, we're going to plug your, your show as well. Yeah. You have a yep. show called Getting Greasy. Is that right? Yes, this is what they call Synergy. Synergy. The, synergy in the business. Kismet, if you will. Yeah something, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's Kismet Lemon. That's another show. <laughs> we talk about, dude, when Landry was on, we talked about five or six different shows. Oh, yeah. This is a very loose. Well, I think that's that's kind of the way to, to always do it, you know? Oh, yeah. Just like, kind of, just leave it open to the rabbit trails and whatnot because yeah. you never know the nuggets of knowledge and shit like that that you'll get oh my god M- mine and sandra's if you haven't listened to that this is your first episode listening uh, last episode with sandra slade we touched on all kinds of shit yeah just all kinds and i'm gonna have her back at some point sandra if you're listening so, i didn't forget you're definitely coming back so so what did sandra mostly talk about though? so she her show was insecure on mm-hmm. hbo and um, that inv- invariably led to because sandra and i have just the best conversations just mm-hmm. you know after shows or anything like that mm-hmm. like we'll go do a comedy show and then afterwards we're talking we're doing like a state of the union type address on everything <laughs> from you know relationships in the modern age race religion sexual Sexuality, th- all kinds of shit. And this episode was no different. Like, we're both very fun-loving, laughing people and everything like that. But when it's time to talk about some shit, we like to talk yeah. about some shit. But it's because no one likes to have those conversations. Yeah. So we kind of feel like we have to have them in order to kind of like, maybe we'll send out this energy. Yeah, and then everyone else will be like, I don't know why, but I want to talk about race. Yeah, like, there you go. You <laughs> might, yeah, talk, well, clearly, we are the two authorities on race. Oh, yeah. Two, two of the fucking two, whitest motherfuckers <laughs> in all of downtown Tulsa. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Two, two cisgender white males here to tell you how it really is. Right. It really is. of America, baby. You're right. This fucking <laughs> red beard just screams, ask me about disenfranchised groups. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah, clearly. Yeah, clearly. I, fucking I, I, shit. Well, you know, when you when I think maybe the logic there is that when you are the subjugator, you know really a lot right. about subjugating people. Right, and so, I mean, like, know. the thing is, too, like, uh, my white guilt does somersaults most days. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's how I live. Yeah. It, it's it's yeah, good shit. You know. But as far as uh, with today and today's episode and everything like that, like, you know, obviously, that was a big shout out for Sandra. Uh, that was a long one. We only said Landry's name once. Fuck you, Landry. And uh, so what we're going to talk about today, Trailer Park Boys. Now, obviously, you've talked a shitload about Trailer yeah. Park Boys because yeah. of your show and everything. And your other two hosts, Zach Amen yeah. and uh, Sean Singleton. Yep. And uh, I mean, like, from what I understand and listen to, you guys just get all fucked up. Which I believe the people of the show would very much appreciate. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much it. And yeah. then you just bullshit about the show, is that right? Yeah, pretty much. That's uh, that's yeah. We we take what we normally do is uh, 
we take a, a 22 to 28 minute show okay. and we turn it into like two and a half hours of us of course, talking yeah. about it. Like <laughs> it, we're inevitably, inevitably we rush through the, like the last 10 minutes of the show in about five minutes. Cause we're right. in. but well, no, and I, I, uh, you know, speaking of synergy and whatnot, yeah. they also do that on the people person's paper podcast yes they do uh yeah. also available on sounds tooth man i'm just fucking plugging away Cur- currently on hiatus but i, I think it is I, on hiatus, I, I think yes. like post uh post pandemic it, it probably come back. but also the office never gets old so if you haven't listened to it's it true. you're not gonna lose a fucking ounce of vigor <sighs> well, you know you know so okay uh here you know you're talking about you know the concept of the show is binge watching and stuff like that yeah yeah something you know you bring up the office something that like sucks right now is like all these like little like extra service services yeah like know? peacock so because like yeah. the office is no longer available on netflix nope. right and if you notice all of a sudden netflix started pushing community really hard yeah they yeah. were like they're uh, like oh well you liked the office you'll love community it's like you don't understand the vibes of these shows yeah do they, you? like <laughs> they're both perfectly good shows uh but they're different they're even not the same. even just put if they were to push parks and rec which is ultimately yeah. very similar yeah. it still has a wildly different vibe than the office like but, but yeah that's what that's what kind of sucks about all the you know for the longest time we talked about in the past well we wish there was a la carte tv and now we got it and we realize it's fucking horrible. yeah we're like, like oh great i gotta pay a monthly uh, subscription uh, just for yeah. this one show that i'm trying to watch like yeah, it's so it's, dumb well but then at the same time though you kind of have that that uh freedom as well of like you know cancel just cancel the motherfucker True. uh i'm good now i i just wanted to watch yeah. that one show now i'm done or you can keep it around just in case but with nbc yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't you know it, it also created this weird world of like uh you know, login exchanges with your buddies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, I do. I really appreciate that to anyone that's given me their login. I, I like. <laughs> always, I always, if there's an option, like, uh, I don't have Disney Plus. I'm on one of my friends' Disney Plus. Right. Uh, but like, if for like my Spotify, my Netflix, all that stuff, anytime they give a family plan option that's only like a few dollars more a mm-hmm. month, I always take the family plan oh, and yeah. just start divvying that shit out like it's yep. Christmas morning of whoever yep. wants one. Well, right? because like also you're kind of like, well, you've been pissing me off. Change passwords. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but as far as with uh, Trailer Park Boys, yeah. that is still available on the Netflix machine. Yep. And uh, from the sounds of it, it's not going anywhere. It's okay, uh, one of their so, more successful ones. So yeah, so let's, uh, let's, let's talk about that because recently... Uh, you know, one of the weird things about Zach and I, Zach, Sean and I's podcast is like we had gotten like so far ahead. Like mm-hmm. we, we had we had like two months worth of episodes that we were just backlogged or whatever. But well, ne- whenever your uh, your formula of making episodes is getting fucked up and yeah, talking yeah. about a show that everyone likes to watch, right. you know, it's it's pretty easy to get ahead. Yeah. It's pretty- <laughs> so and so the, the thing is, what happened, though, is earlier this past year, the Trailer Park Boys announced, hey, there's going to be a new season. Oh, cool. And the new season isn't on Netflix. It's on their own app. It's on their own like proprietary ah, app. And they're So they're cashing in. Well they're they're cashing in to an extent. They actually dropped the whole new season and then lowered the price of their because the app has been around forever. Oh, okay. And the app, like if you don't know about and here's why I think a lot of people I think a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about what the trailer park boys are. Mm-hmm. And uh because they think it's probably just like lowbrow like crass humor which a lot of it can be right but there is like a massive like uh character development in the show as Mm -hmm. you start going on and yeah there's some seasons some episodes that aren't as good and aren't as bad as there always are right but like this new series what 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 the guys did that do trailer park boys and it's the three uh uh, stars of the show right yeah rob wells uh john paul tremblay and mike smith Uh, they're all canadians from halifax Mm -hmm. and it's really weird because the show 
like throughout all the seasons, so many of the actors and everything that's on the show are really just from like the Halifax area. Okay. So it's like it's like if we had like a sitcom that we were producing here in Tulsa and we just had like our friends that we right. knew that were actors beyond like the show. Which <laughs> like is kind nobody of, outside of Tulsa would be like, hey, there's there well, he is. And they and they kind of developed like a family aspect to the show because you right. know they have this this community. So the show was technically created by a guy named Mike Clattenburg. Uh-huh. And eventually like uh, after this, their initial run was on a channel in Canada called Showcase, mm-hmm. and this, they ran from two thousand and one uh, to two thousand and eight through two thousand eight, um, I believe. And then the series sort of ended. And they had they, mm-hmm. you know, there's there was some there was a couple feature films in there and things like that and uh, everything. But the boys were able to eventually buy the rights to Trailer Park Boys. They still okay. have to credit Clattenburg. They have to like you know created by Mike Clattenburg, but right. they now basically. It's this weird world of where they are themselves, but also their characters. And what they <laughs> what they formed was this whole. And this is like the dream. It's kind of like what we would love Soundstooth to ultimately be. But they mm-hmm. formed a, a service called SwearNet because their whole thing was they were tired of being censored by right. by anything, and so they wanted a, a platform where they could literally just like do whatever the fuck they want to do right without you know. And if, if it comes back on them, it's coming back on them and right, no right, one right. else. So okay. they can do whatever they want. Um, and so for the two ninety nine a month, or I think it's two ninety nine a month, or twenty four dollars a year, mm-hmm. you can subscribe to SwearNet, and it's not only not only do you get the Trailer Park Boys new episodes, but they have all these other shows that they're doing. Like one of them I watched last night, it's called Puppetry Fucketry. Oh, good god! In which they, it's like an improv puppet show where they get as high as they possibly can before they do it. And oh. they just try to break each other while they're doing the the puppetry stuff, and they have like rules of engagement, like you have to rhyme the lines. Yeah, yeah. And well, it, I just love that they're like, you know what? Let's do puppets. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, let's get high as fuck before, which is my formula yeah. for doing yeah. this podcast. You know, <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's it's such like it literally is. I, I told I tell uh, Zach and Sean. Uh, all the time, it's like this is just what we would do if we had right. Like, uh, like you if know. you had unlimited access to like, well, we could just put this out and people will absorb it. Like it's just content that people yeah. will enjoy. Well, I mean that's that's great and everything. I'm very happy for them. And uh, this concludes the uh, Dustin Devore sucking Trailer Park Boys off during a yeah. podcast uh, section. But one of the comparisons I wanted to go ahead and see yeah. about with you because uh, I. I We've talked about this. It's offended you before, but I believe you've moved on from it. I've never watched Trailer Park Boys. I've never no. watched it just because, you know, but but I have watched Letterkenny, another yeah. Canadian show that yeah. everyone, you know, binges and is obsessed with and what have you. What is it about Canadian shows that Americans just sort of like, not, I don't want to say gravitate to, but it's just kind of like they get hooked on? I think, uh, so I think part of it is that, um, both Letterkenny and like Trailer Park Boys, and e- even like if you go back to like Kids in the Hall or something right. like that, which you know, sketch legendary sketch show, whatever. Of course, yeah. If you haven't watched that, you're either an and, and infant kids, kids, or an asshole. Kids in the Hall, you know, even though it was produced by Lauren Michaels and stuff, they all seem just a little bit more raw and real, I guess. Yeah, that like, does seem fair because if we get raw and real in America. It tends it's to edgy. be edgy. It, well, yeah. it tends to be or de- just depressing, right? right? Okay, you yeah, know? that's fair. And a lot of these Canadian shows just seem like people that enjoy hanging out with each other, right? You know. Well, and I read a statistic as well that might actually uh, factor in as well. Can- uh, Canada is actually the most educated 
country in the world. Yeah, that would they, be they're, they're like college is so readily available to them, you know, and it's not, you know, memorize this, take yeah. the test, uh, never think about it again the way we do in America, and especially in our state, good old Oklahoma. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, but, you know. Uh, when you think about like even the past, present, you know, all that comedians, actors, all uh, some of the greatest ones, Canadian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is a weird one to start with. Conan O'Brien, yeah, Canadian. Conan. Jim Carrey, Canadian. Yeah. Uh, Michael J. Fox, Canadian. William Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah. Fucking, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Like uh, just, John Candy. Exactly. Right? Yeah, it just I goes mean, down the list. I mean, and well, it's just uh, well, I mean, Eugene Levy. Yeah, I, I mean, think, Canadian, of, think about Canadian, the whole second, a, the whole Second City stuff back. You know, if you're going, you go, you know, the sort of progression of Canadian like. Comedy, you had Second City back mm-hmm. in the, the early '80s. Oh yeah, and then eventually, you know, then it goes to Kids in the Hall. It's all those people from Second City. Even if you don't like immediately recognize their names, you recognize. Oh them yeah, in oh that's that but, one but you, guy. But you have yeah. Rick, Rick Moranis from that. John Rick Candy, Moranis. You know, like, I'm sorry, you know. but we as people did not deserve Rick Moranis. <laughs> that man's a saint. Yeah, I know. but I believe too that when it comes to like Canadian comedy and things like that, I believe that that factor of education does play a role. Simply because in America we're always mm-hmm. just kind of like. You know, fart jokes sell, you yeah. know, shit like that. But but there's a, a certain level of of comedic timing that Canadians just seem to like. Shit's Creek is one of the most successful shows of all time, mm-hmm. and Canadian. And uh, I just I, I I think about that all the time. That it's like there there's nothing inherently Canadian about the show, really. No. But the timing is incredibly canadian just because it's so spot on well and that's that's what's interesting and i don't know if maybe it's a disassociation because if, if you were talking about like trailer park boys and letter kenny right like those those shows if i boil them down are, are essentially about rednecks and white trash right which right? i believe we in america are just really excited that other countries have those but but but, <laughs> but if you do a show in america we didn't invent it if you do a show in america about rednecks and white trash yeah it it I, it's it, a documentary. It either, well, yeah, it's, that, it's that or, the that, wonderful whites of West Virginia. Yeah, that, or it, <laughs> that or it becomes something like Shameless, where they're just such horrible people. There's no, right. re, there's no redeeming values. Would you say that they're terrible people? Yeah, they're yeah, terrible. Yeah, keep your eye out for that show. But no, like, there's just no redeeming values whatsoever. Whereas in these shows. There are redeeming values. Oh, one hundred percent. What's weird though is that in Shameless they have their redeeming values, yeah. but it's kind of like you have to squint yeah. and kind of see through the scum of a pond to yeah. see like the treasure. We, you know all that bullshit. But with those shows as well, I think that it's um, we in America like with Shameless they they kind of take that level of of you have to take this seriously. Yeah. And it's like Letterkenny and and Trailer Park Boys. They're mm. like we don't take any of this seriously. Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Our our fa- like in America, if we do white trash or redneck, it usually tends to go into the like reality TV genre, right? And it's just like instead of laughing with them, or we just end up laughing at them. Yeah, and Frank Gallagher is definitely a character that it's like you rarely are on his side. Yeah, and anything that happens to him is funny simply because you're like, yeah, fuck you, you piece of shit. Yeah. But whereas like uh, Wayne in Letterkenny, anything happens to him, mm. you're like, oh fuck that person! Like, yeah. how, how dare you? Well, Wayne's, and, Wayne's all that, you know, all that. These shit. These are people trying to survive in their communities right. that they live in, you know. And, and both the, the the parallel between the shows is Letterkenny is set in like a small town, right? And and then Trailer Park Boys, while theoretically in a larger scope of like being in Halifax in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. you know, the focus is on the trailer park, their little community, right? Right. right. Even though they go out into the world and stuff. And so there's a, just a different aspect. You know, I just think about like 
Well, and I think it's also it, the thing we were just talking about with Office, yeah. and Parks and Rec, Letterkenny, Trailer Park Boys. It's like it's it's in the same vein technically, mm-hmm. but but you're getting very different vibes. You're getting very different. Uh, you know, it's 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 just a different yeah. show. You know, you can't put them and lump them in the same thing because they're wildly different. So. Uh, yeah, it, there is there is like a little war in the in the world of Letterkenny versus mm-hmm. Trailer Park Boys, of course, and, and yeah. I'm and I'm I'm thoroughly in the camp of I think the first two seasons of Letterkenny are great. I think right. season three on they just phone it in with the greatest hits. Well, and I think too that it's like once a joke was established in Letterkenny, we're gonna ride this joke yeah all the way to the ground. Yeah, like, that, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But I mean, like I think too, it doesn't matter what the two things are. We as people just love. This or that. Yeah. We love that shit. Yeah. Like, people are like, oh, Apple or Mac. It's like, that's dumb. Yeah. That is a dumb comparison. Well, it's They're a, the same fucking It's confirmation thing. bias. It's fucking stupid. Or like yeah. Apple versus yeah. Android phones or what. We love doing that shit. And it's like, you do realize that this is not a thing. If right? you want the <laughs> examples of that, anytime someone gets on Facebook and says, hey, thinking about switching my cell phone provider, give, what do you think about yours? Because you've chosen the one you have, you will defend what it is. Because otherwise, right. you're admitting you've made a bad choice. No, with all these commercials of U.S. Cellular being like, brand new phones. Yeah, just switch like, to us. Yeah. I'm like, I'm genuinely kind of like, you know, AT&T's great and all, but uh, if, if, I could use a if, new phone. If, US Cellular, <laughs> if you need a new phone and you, U.S. Cellular is what you can afford, turns out... Does the same stuff pretty yeah. much, like, and I mean know? that's the thing too is that every you know what you remember back in the day when people were like, oh, don't go to them, and it's like, why? Yeah. Well, your phone calls won't go through. I'm like, you think I make phone calls? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 32 in 2021. Yeah. No, yeah. I text. That's <laughs> what happens. I Facebook message. Don't fucking call me. I will ignore the call and then immediately text you. What's up? Um, yeah, the, 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 you brought up you know America. You know, why do we like Canadian shows? I think there is like a freeing aspect of not knowing anyone on the show. Like mm-hmm. it seems like so many American sitcoms, like even like look, even, you know, you brought up the office or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, um, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Michael Scott actor. Oh, uh, fuck you. What's his name? I almost said Stephen Colbert. Yeah, I know. Me too. I almost, said, I almost said Steve, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Yeah. Steve Carell was like a known com- commodity, right? Well, to, to an, ex- of, to an extent, of, yeah. he'd been on the Daily Show and stuff like that. Daily you know? Show, uh, I believe Anchorman had come out yeah. at that point. And and then uh, you know, and I, I was looking at like some new shows that are coming out, and we'll have like, you know, all right, well, here's another show with Ted Danson. Here's another, or here's a show. Right. We're gonna, he does have a new one called The Mayor. Yeah. I haven't watched it. Yet. We're gonna, we're gonna. But w- the Good Place was amazing. Yeah. So you know, you can kind of see. Yeah. But I think also here in America, we we tend to do this thing where uh, especially in our in our mm-hmm. Hollywood, you know, business and everything like that, they they do this thing where it's like, okay, here's a project. Yeah. That's great. Who's attached to it? Yeah. And if you don't have a name attached to it, no one's going to fucking do it. Yeah, we're, then there's like some shows that get will take off like I think Workaholics, you know, those are just three guys. Well, because I think there's also it's also uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, yeah. Uh, yeah. Workaholics. We also love the aspect of that Cinderella story. Yeah. These guys wrote this funny show. Uh, they worked really hard. Now they're famous. We love that aspect because we yeah. love to imagine that it's going to happen to us one day. You know, I don't yeah. care who you yeah. are. And you're, when you're in the shower, you're either accepting an award, you're, you know, writing a mm-hmm. show, you're winning an argument or whatever. But at some point or another, you will have that mindset of what What if I were to do that? Yeah. What if I were to be the guy to write that shit? And I think with shows like Trailer Park Boys and Letterkenny, we have the du- the dual aspect of not only Canadian humor, which is great, yeah. but also these guys, you know, kind of bootstraps pick themselves up to to create something that they wanted to make. 
now I I forget uh, I forget who it was. I, this is a question for you. Since the name of your you know you're definitely going into host mode right no, now. I know. But, but, <laughs> but, the, but the name of your show is binge, and right. I, I, we, I've talked we've talked about this before on some other shows. Uh, I think it was maybe. Uh, I think it was maybe either Patton Oswalt or, or it was maybe even someone from Parks and Rec. Maybe it was Rob Lowe, I think, or someone. Okay. It was someone that was on like... A Technically, sh- Patton Oswalt was also on yeah, Parks I know. and Rec. It was, don't test me on yeah, the Parks no, and Rec, no. brother. That's, uh, just don't no, do it. But uh, they were talking about how, you know, your, your show... Like, we have shows now that just come out all in, like, massive lumps. Yep. Which now there are some services going away from that. Disney Plus isn't doing that. You Man, know? I am so on board with that decision. Because well, what he brought up was uh, they were talking about Parks and Rec... And they were like, yeah, if we had that and we had just dumped the first season of Parks and Rec mm-hmm. out, we would have had one season. Oh, 100%. Because by doing it week by week, you were able to get feedback of what people liked. Right. And you could change the show as well, you were because producing the, yeah, it. Yeah, it's almost the, uh, the uh, prequels of Star Wars yeah. situation. Because if... George Lucas would have listened to people after episode one. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks would have never made it to episode <laughs> two. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, there's a way in. Or when he would have yeah. become that Sith Lord. Oh, really. my God. That would have been awesome. <laughs> but no. Uh, but th- that's the thing is that, like, I, I am 100% on board with going back to week by week as well. Because one of my favorite things on the planet is sitting with someone else, smoking mm. some weed, you know, hanging out. Obviously, smoking mm. some weed is one of my favorite things on yeah. the planet. Yeah. But discussing... What we just saw, where we think it's going, you know, because at that point you can kind of do like outlandish theories, even it's yeah. kind of like, oh, we, I think this will happen yeah. or, or whatever. But if you just lump an entire season out, fuck, you don't have anything. Yeah, just, like, oh, I wonder if they're going to do a season two. And it's like, that's about it. That's all yeah. you can really talk about because all the questions were answered almost immediately, you know? But that's not to say that Netflix shows. Aren't amazing. Yeah, they they are. There are some some good ones, but there are also some stinkers that they throw out there. Oh yeah, but like, like uh, Mandalorian, my god, the fact that they did week to week made it that much better yeah. because you were just kind of like, I cannot fucking wait yeah. for this goddamn show to come out. <laughs> yeah, well, and that is that old school feeling, like because I I brought up workaholics when I was in when I was, I was in college. Mm-hmm. Like we did, we would have like. Uh, maybe not for workaholics, but like for Reno nine one one. I remember back in the day, we would Such a good show. we would like have like all right, it's our weekly. You know, I there was a short lived show called Stella on uh, on on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. It was a Michael Showalter, um, Michael Ian Black, and David Wayne, who are uh, I think Michael Ian Black is insanely underrated. Oh yeah, well all those guys from the state. I mean, oh for sure. You know, like uh, what. <sighs> I can't remember. He he ended up. He was on the reboot of The Odd Couple on CBS, but like, uh, okay, he was officer. No. He was officer Dangle on uh, on Reno. That's Not, Thomas Lennon. Thomas Lennon. Yeah, Thomas Lennon. And not only that, he is one of the funniest stand-ups. Oh yeah. And and I mean, he doesn't get enough credit for mm-hmm. what he does. He's one of those people that he is it, 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 unabashedly yeah. Thomas Lennon. And what's funny, uh, a lot of people might not know this. If you're a fan of the movie Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, mm-hmm. Thomas Lennon actually also voiced Computer. Oh, on the yeah. show, computer. You know, it's it. It was really funny. Uh, if you haven't watched that movie, it's insanely underrated. Martin Freeman, uh, most deaf. Sam Rockwell, Zoe Deschanel, Thomas Lennon, of mm-hmm. course. Alan Rickman voices yeah, this... Marvin, the depressed robot. It is just, uh, it is just one of the most underrated movies of all time, and one of my favorites. So, but Thomas Lennon is again wildly underrated, not only as a stand-up. But also as an actor, as a voiceover, like he's just solid in my opinion. He's like Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's just one of those well, actors that it's like unless you're into comedy, 
you don't know their yeah. names, and it, I find that just offensive. <laughs> yeah, I, I was fortunate enough once uh, in Austin to catch a show that was Michael Showalter and Michael Ian Black doing stand up. Oh, it was fantastic! Fucking amazing. Like, but like all, and, and you know, you bring up like, uh, well, like uh, Curly Dan on Letterkenny. He's a yeah. he's a well known Squirrely Dan. Squirrely Dan. Squirrely Dan. I don't like to Curly, but Curly, he, yeah, <laughs> Curly Dan. But he's a well known. He just comes out with a Jerry. He's curl. a well known. <laughs> he's a well known stand up. Like he does right. a great job. Or and you know he's done yeah made for laughs. Yeah. All kinds of really really big festivals and everything. He has a great bit about American cereals versus yeah. Canadian. <laughs> Fantastic all, all bit. I highly recommend it. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's. I think though that it's it is one of those things that it's it's similar like if we were Canadian mm-hmm. we would probably be having this conversation in reverse and just be like oh of course with Letterkenny they had to have you know old Squirrely Dan on there and all that because see, I don't he's kn- the I don't famous comedian but I mean like I don't know I, I mean obviously I can't weigh in yeah. on what Canadians say I mean if you are Canadian uh, email also let's go ahead and take this moment for a second I about said if you're Canadian email us. For the first two episodes, I want to go ahead and tell, just tell you all how uh, how uh, smoking this much weed before I do podcasts might be a bad idea. For the first two episodes, I have been telling you to email the wrong email address. I have we'll, been we'll fix it in post. Yeah, wait, I have been saying uh, binge podcast at Gmail. It is actually binge podcast nine one eight the numbers at gmail.com if you have any suggestions for shows you'd like to see on here or if you want to tell me that i can go fuck myself you hate me or if you're canadian and you want to weigh in on what television is Mm -hmm. like in canada just go ahead and email us at binge podcast 918 at gmail.com i will read every single one of them i promise so i i I can weigh in on what you were just talking about a little bit because we have a lot of canadian uh listeners are getting greasy do you and they well that does make sense yeah and uh they a few of them have reached out and they were like trying to tell us what it was like and like literally they're like yeah when that sh- when trailer park boys show started no one knew who the hell they were yeah and like the show was almost gone but then it started to gain traction and then it just ballooned into where they became like it, but it wasn't even like they became celebrities across Canada. They right. became celebrities on like the eastern side of Canada, right? <laughs> Where, like, because like you know, we it's it's like I'm sure other countries do that to America, obviously. Right. But like, we think it's Canada. It's like, well, no, Toronto Canada is pretty fucking Tor- big. Yeah. Toronto's a lot different than like Vancouver. You know? Oh yeah, like, my, uh, my one of my yeah. best friends in the world lives in Toronto, um, and. Every once in a while, you know, we'll, we'll just, you know, it, we, it's one of those uh, relationships we've known each other for yeah. so long that it's like we, don't, we go for long periods of time without talking. And then out of nowhere, I'll just kind of be like, how's a great white north, eh? He goes, dude, it's the fucking same as any city in America. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like, it's, yeah. it's I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. milk is in bags. Ooh, <laughs> big difference. Like, who fucking cares? I will say, I will say, I think Letterkenny is less... Maybe the weather that they show in Letterkenny, because it like in the history of Trailer Park Boys, I think there's only been snow in one special mm-hmm. and maybe one episode, maybe. Okay. Whereas in Letterkenny has like it's all the time. Yeah, it has like some seasons that are. Just well, and so snow. there's that like because obviously uh, they even bring it up in Letterkenny about yeah. the different uh, regions of Canada and how like certain regions are like ah fuck those motherfuckers like so I'm wondering if maybe that's just a big part of Canadian television yeah. as well is just kind of like ah those fucking yeah, the, French yeah, Canadians the, yeah. ah fuck them yeah there is there is sort of that like. Uh, 
there, you can definitely tell there's that like disdain for Quebecers up in uh, in, in various. Oh my god, uh, yeah, Canadian I, I, shows. I like, was uh, back when I was drinking. I, I I was drinking with a Canadian guy there for a bit. Uh, he was only in town for a little while, but you know, it was one of those like ran into each other at a bar yeah. and just kind of introduced ourselves, and then it was just like. How long are you in town? Let's fucking do this again. Because back then it was kind of hard to find people that would keep up with me as far as pace yeah. and shit like that. This guy was just right on just fucking cue with me, man. Burn him. Give oh her. yeah, give her. And he was uh, he was stoked. He goes, oh, I'm, I, you know, he was. I, I forget the whiskey he was drinking, but he was so fucking stoked that we had it and it wasn't crazy expensive. Yeah. So he was buying me shots. Was buying, so we were fucking hammering out some shots. Nicest guy in the world during conversation until I brought up Quebec. And then he goes, fuck those motherfuckers. I was like, oh, shit, man. He goes, yeah, burn Quebec to the fucking yeah, ground. I don't give a yeah, shit. They are. I was like, holy fuck it. Well, I have never seen a militant Canadian I, I, before. I, I, I think we forget about the uh, like Quebec like independence movements from like the yeah. late 80s and early 90s. And it, stuff. You know, everyone's the, freaking out. Like, yeah. you know, the whole Brexit thing was happening. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, yeah. that happened up north. Yeah, like, they, they, yeah, like uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> there is like sort of also, I think, you know, if we're talking Letterkenny and Trailer Park Boys, there is mm-hmm. there is a little bit of a uh, acceptance. Like mm-hmm. one of the things that I always harp about with Trailer Park Boys, two thousand and one, right? Mm-hmm. Two of the main characters, Randy and Leahy, are in a loving gay relationship, and no one gives two shits about it. No, and like in two thousand and one in America, you're still dealing with oh like uh, not not uh, you're dealing with like what was that show? Oh. The I don't know. It was on NBC, and it was, uh, you know, it was like, oh, it has a gay male lead on it or whatever, and I, I can't remember. It has. I got nothing, man. That's... What's her name? It's <laughs> well, okay. If we go to Parks and Rec, a, a gay it, male. It, it's lead? Ron. It's Ron's wife in real life. Oh, Megan. Oh, Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Yeah, yeah. and Will and Grace. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> but but Megan Mullaney. Yeah, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like, but think about Will and Grace. Mullaney. Yeah, Milan. Mullaney. Mullaney. Yeah, but like, all I know is she's fucking funny as hell. Yeah, but yeah, she is. She's great. And that show's not horrible, but think about like how. Ameri- oh, the backlash well, and the, well, and no, the just fucking... even like how American shows treated gay people. Well into the two thousands of just I like, mean even still if yeah, you think, just like, like if we're talking like sitcoms versus like like Netflix or HBO can have a yeah. show where it's not a gay character yeah. it's a character who is yeah. gay wildly different thing with sitcoms though if it's a, a character that is gay no it is a gay yeah. character we have to make him over the top <laughs> they have to be flamboyant they have to hey yeah, yeah, and yeah. and all that shit and it's always and, and that in that respect we always kind of have this this. This uh, society of two steps forward, or I'm sorry, one step forward, two steps back. Because, yes, it's a little bit more accepted and things like Mm. that. But the fact that we even have to have the conversation of if it's accepted or not in 2021 is bananas. I think people will point to like modern family and go... Oh well, that there that gay couple on there was. It's like, yeah, but if you really watch it, there's still a lot of. He's pro- over the top, dramatic. He's yeah, flamboyant, like, and of course, they had the uh, quote unquote normal gay man character for his husband, yeah. and then we all know who we're talking about. Yeah. And that character, though, uh, they have to just down the line yeah. every fucking stereotype of gay men yeah. and shit like that. Whereas it's like I know plenty of not only gay but bisexual men that it's like. 
unless they bring it up to you, you'd never fucking know that shit. Yeah. Like woodworking, you know, fucking. <laughs> yeah. My buddy Mark is by, and he, you know, he's. Yeah. I love that motherfucker because he's just he'll beat the shit out of you. He is not flamboyant or anything, but also likes a dick or two. You yeah. know what I mean? He's a, he's a good dude. But that's the thing is that it's like in reality, none of that shit is as as yeah. as. Uh, uh, readily available, I guess, as they make it seem as like, oh, well, if he's gay, he's going to suddenly start being flamboyant yeah. and all that shit. And it's like, well, that's a sexuality, motherfucker. That's not like, <laughs> yes, you know, so, it's, yeah. it's not a club. They just join and it's like, okay, in order to keep your membership, yeah, yeah, here's you what gotta, you, have you have to, to do. do. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you have to make a fabulous entrance whenever yeah. you come in. Around. Oh my God, design a skirt yeah, right, right now. It's, but that's ridiculous. But, but I think with... Canada and things like they've always been a mm-hmm. little bit ahead of America in sociological issues such as gay marriage, legalization of marijuana, obviously shit like that, yeah. because Canada seems to listen to its citizens a hell of a lot better yeah. than America listens to its citizens. There, there is there is a little bit of them, you know, also having the benefit of having a lot fewer people and more and less diversity. See, but I <laughs> they, they tried to use this this argument with me uh, once. It did not go well for them because I brought up things like universal health care mm-hmm. and I brought up things like the quote unquote democratic socialist agenda, which yeah. is real. But at the same time, give me a fucking break if you think that that's what America is trying to do. Yeah. So they said the reason that that shit works in places like the you know the Netherlands and and, and all this other shit is because they have less people. I'm like, listen here, motherfucker, that is not a thing because if it is set up the way that it's supposed mm-hmm. to be set up, we are all paying for it. So the amount of money coming in for these pro- like for these. Yeah. Uh, things to to happen come from the people. So, in, if anything, the fact that there are more people in this country means that it would happen quicker and more efficiently. But we can't have that because our politics are askew. This is not a political no, podcast. No, this not. is a this is a binge but, podcast. But, but I, would, I, I would just simply say, just saying they have less people is not the reasoning. The reasoning right. is that they have less socioeconomic disparity and they have less just in general. Um, diversity. Well, and if I you also, think about Finland, well, yeah, like, there's not there's not exactly a, a Detroit of it's Finland. It's ninety eight percent white people, and they all have mean incomes that are like right. well above. So, like, th- but there is I also think there is there is also the the level of we fixed this problem yeah. that you seem to still have, yeah, decades well, ago. So you know, we also have like regionality here. You know, which, right. is, which you don't get in like smaller countries. Yeah, but you also have to take into account that if Finland or the Netherlands had a situation like Flint, Michigan, yeah, where they, they don't have water, they would get yeah. taken care of. Because why wouldn't it? Yeah, that's their job. Their job is to take care yeah. of their people. Oh, no, I agree. Whereas American politics is mostly, oh, I got the job. <laughs> Fuck those people. I don't yeah, give I a shit. But I think I think that. Is a, that is a, an aspect of what we're talking about, though, that it's like whenever this is how we have to live, it will affect our television, our entertainment, mm-hmm. our, our music, our everything. And I think that plays a part in Canadian TV being wildly better than American <laughs> TV in some cases. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I keep using it as an example, but Schitt's Creek is honestly yeah. perfect television. It really is, simply because they... David is, you know, everyone loves that character and everything. David mm. is a pansexual character. Yeah. And the way that he describes it is even leaps and bounds ahead of any kind of yeah. American description as to what pansexuality is and things like that. But it's because he's able to write these things because why wouldn't he be accepted? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. In America, we're still trying to discuss with everyone. Why do you think I say welcome ladies, gentlemen, and others? Yeah. Non-binary, dual yeah. spirits, shit like that. Having to explain that to someone and then being like, well, I don't understand it, so I hate it. How about fuck yourself? <laughs> you don't understand an, another person's entire way of life, so fuck them. How about you educate yourself, better yourself, and let's all go ahead and just fucking hang out and have a good time, smoke a joint. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, uh, well, to that, to that end, in season eight of Trailer Park Boy, which would have been 2014, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, yeah, 2014. That's the first good year. The first next. It's, <laughs> it's the first. It wasn't. It was a terrible. It was year. the first Netflix year, right? Uh, like they basically had like a six-year gulf between their last. They had some. They put out some stuff in between because another mm-hmm. part of the Trailer Park Boys is they also have like live stage shows, right? Right. Like which I think to this point the only American sitcom I can think of that has done. Like a live stage show was a crazy ex girlfriend did like a, a jukebox musical. Uh, uh, yeah, that was a, another wildly underrated show yeah, for sure. Uh, I've seen all of that uh, vicariously, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, they they introduced a uh, a, a trans character mm-hmm. and. It was kind of played off as a split personality, but like literally everyone, whenever Don was a Don, they mm-hmm. just treated him like Don. And right. when Don was Donna, they were like, "Yeah, it's a she." Like, well, but also <laughs> you have to take into account how many seasons did that show do again? Uh, well, I mean, not very many. Wait, wait, wait what do you mean? Like, the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Oh, no, it didn't do. No, very... I'm talking about the Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys. Right? Okay, okay. Where they Because I was like, yeah. wait a minute. Uh, but that's the thing, though. That's like that's what I'm saying. Like, if an American show yeah, does inter- trans characters yeah. or or you know, pansexual characters or bisexual mm. characters or anything like that, not only are they going to have some form of backlash or how dare you or whatever, they're also going to make it not only like. An entire storyline of episodes, yeah. plural. Yeah. But from then on, again, that character is not a character who is trans. It is a trans character. Yeah. It is a bi character. Things like that. One show that I think handled it amazingly as far as a character sexuality, mm. things like that, is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the captain of their precinct, oh, is yeah. gay. Yeah. But then not only that, later, a detective, Rosa, comes out as bisexual. And they have uh, many episodes where that is a, a, you know, a, a kingpin of the, yeah. of the you know, story progression and shit like that. But the way that they handled it was not to demonize the sexuality or anything, but to demonize people who don't know how to handle said sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was... Perfect. I really did because it was just, it doesn't make the person who mm-hmm. is of that sexuality feel bad. It makes everyone else feel bad for not understanding it because why the fuck is that any business of yours? Well, and that's, that's where I think in the Canadian model of these shows, there is much more of a, uh, like, yeah. They're they're them. Who cares? Right. Like like like, which is what it is mostly in normal life. Until you get a bunch of people together that have the same, and then they want to make a deal over it. Right. But the, you know, every day in any everyday situation, no one gives two shits. Like, no. and, well, they do. Okay, we don't give two shits, and the people like us don't give two yeah. shits because you know we live in downtown Tulsa. Yeah. It's it's a little bit more liberal. We've seen all types and, and yeah. you know different creeds and all that shit. If you're some middle class white couple in fucking suburban America who never does anything outside of go to work, come home, go to work, come home, date night, let's go to Chili's. (laughs) First of all, your opinion means fuck all to me because you're not even living an actual life, dude. Like you are just perpetuating a capitalistic society. I'm not getting into that. But 
when it, whenever those are the people that want to weigh in on like like my brother is trans, I have friends who are yeah. bisexual, pansexual, poly, like all kinds of different shit. I know who I am, I know who they are, and that's all I need to know. Yeah. Whereas these people want to be like, well, what do I tell my children? It's like probably the same fucking thing we all tell our kids. Hey, sometimes daddies love daddies and mommies love mommies. <laughs> it's not a big. And deal. then they look at you and go, "Okay, so where did we land on that whole can I have a cookie thing?" Yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you're a kid. Like uh, who gives a shit? But I, I had this conversation not too long ago that they always want to use kids as scapegoats during oh, the yeah. during the transgender yeah. bathroom discussions in America. It was oh well, trans people are going to go into the same bathroom as my children. It's like. Who the fuck is going to touch your ugly ass chubby chocolate face kid? Fuck my, you. My, my, Just smeared with sugar. <laughs> fuck out of here. My solution to that was, well, I got an easy solution. Don't allow kids in my goddamn adult bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> How about we have a kid bathroom and an adult bathroom? You yeah. can go in and clean yeah, up his piss. A unisex adult bathroom. Yeah. No one gives two shits. Well, like I mean, it. like, and then we go back even further. Gay marriage. How oh, do I yeah. explain to my children? And it's like, it's not hard to explain to children. Yeah. Although you have to talk to your fucking children like they're people. Oh, that's hard. And I know for you motherfuckers, yeah. that's hard. Yeah. Jesus Sad. Christ. But like when it comes to shows like Trailer Park Boys, having trans characters that are just treated as characters and not trans characters. I think that speaks volumes to people who are dealing with their own sexuality, their own identification, Mm -hmm. their own whatever, because so often we have that issue of not just a character who is, but is this character. You know what I mean? And it just kind of, it bugs me. And I think... What like what like Letterkenny and Trailer Park Boys get right, even though they're absurd. There's they're definitely absurd shows, right? Of course, like, they're absurd shows. No one is out fighting as much as Wayne is, just randomly. Like, hey, man, we don't live in that area. Well, you don't know well, that, anyways. <laughs> but I do like I do like in both cases in both shows, people can have issues with other people mm-hmm. and then just get over them because that's like how it usually is. I was talking right. to someone the other night. I was like, Yeah, you know, there's this guy back in college who just hated my guts and I didn't like him either. But now if we see each other out at a bar or something, we're like, Hey, what's up, man? And it's yeah. like, that's more how life is as opposed to like having right. rivalries and feuds. Well, and I think honestly too, it's like the people that are like, oh, I hate that guy or whatever, like to other people, yeah. you know, let's say me and you are hanging out at a bar and then this guy walks no in. No one hates me. Come I'm on. just going to leave. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No one hates me. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. yeah. We're all, we're the two that, most beloved people. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah no yeah. one's heard rumors about me that aren't true because someone hates hates me uh <laughs> like let's say me and you're hanging out at a bar somebody walks in and i lean over to you go i hate that guy yeah and it's like well why and then i have to you know yeah. it essentially sounds like i'm trying to recruit people the, from my, my camp circle. or something yeah. you know and, and don't get me wrong in, in downtown tulsa especially holy shit yeah. people do that all the time and what i find absolutely hilarious is that half the time when it happens as far as like, because I, here's where it gets real weird about downtown Tulsa is not only do I know that happens yeah. for me and things like that. Like there are people that have been told ridiculous yeah. things about me. I know who's saying them. Yeah. They don't think I know who's saying them. But what's funny is that like, they'll say it to someone and then they're like, like in the moment they're kind of nodding and everything with them. And then they come find me and go, dude, you will not believe what this motherfucker said. And I go, seriously. Yeah. And it, and it's, it's so rough, you know, like obviously there's, like, if you know someone is like a confirmed, like a woman beater. All right. Fuck that right. person. Fuck right. that piece of shit. Or like, you know, uh, I had a but, friend, she comes forward and was like, I went on a date with that guy. He kind of got a little, little, aggressive with me and from then on i need no more information to just look at that guy and go okay you are a piece of shit until you prove me wrong yeah which you know we we avoid most of those serious things in these shows that we're talking about currently i don't 
no, my, yeah, no, no, but, no, but, I mean, but, no, I mean, like in the show, in like Letterkenny and like. Trailers. Oh, I thought you were talking about podcasts. I go, fuck no, on my podcast, we're talking about. I'm talking about like in these, like, there's not a lot of like, you know, always sunny in Philadelphia. Even though Dennis is kind of a. Okay, but also I think they do discuss these fucking things, but at the same time they have to like tweet the first episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah. is about race yes the very first one yeah. and i always respected that decision but that's the thing is that it's like we don't watch these shows for state of the union type yeah. uh, well, discussions okay. we we want to we want them to be discussed but in a way that's like <laughs> okay that's really funny okay but that, that's what i that's what i wanted to bring up when you were talking about it. Now, you kind of hit on it which was like uh if you do introduce like a trans character to a a tv show mm-hmm. like and you, you you've kind of seen it with some of the like behind the scenes stuff with like you know like with with big mouth of like having you know people of different colors voicing uh, right it always has to be a thing like it can't well, just be well in america now yeah. we have to simply because uh of the conversation we just had yeah. right where you and i we don't give a fuck like yeah. hey man if your friend comes to you and goes hey just so you know um i'm gay now i'd be oh. like cool man do you want to yeah. do you want a beer or what are we doing like, but when it comes to a show, shows now have to almost like have a political stance and 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 respond in kind, like yeah. politicians did. You know what I mean? To where it's like it, Reagan, prime example. Yeah. Reagan's kid was a drug addict piece of shit. So Reagan responds in kind by really revamping the war on drugs that Nixon started. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if it sh- if he shows that he is just adamantly against drugs, then everyone will forget about his mm-hmm. piece of shit kid. Hey, Reagan, we didn't forget. Fuck you in the afterlife. Worst president ever. <laughs> so, well, second worst. I'd go Nixon. But like, <laughs> well, third worst. I'd go Trump. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, fourth worst. I'd probably go Buchanan, who Buchanan, oh my saw, God. Saw, saw the country go into a civil war. But right. Okay, you know, like, so, that's hard but, to top that well, one. Well, <laughs> I mean, if we're really talking about American politics, there's a lot of worse than, yeah, worse yeah, than, yeah, worse yeah, than. Yeah, worse than. But I think what it is is that with American shows, since uh, we can't seem to, you know, subtly do anything. No, no, no. So, it's like, but I, I do respect Big Mouth because the way that they do shit, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, yeah, they'll make a. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's Nick Kroll's decision that he's like, oh, I cast, you know, we cast this person simply because we need a black guy to to voice no. it, and we'll let's put him on camera, let's make sure he's in the pamphlets or, or any of that dumb shit. I think honestly, it's more or less Netflix's decision yeah. of kind of like, see, we've got black guys, and you know, they're doing that fucking and, and thing. I, and I think, but I think that's the problem you run. Obviously, you know, the Simpsons ran into that with Apu being voiced by right. Hank Azaria or whatever. But but I I think that's kind of what you run into. Not that Nick Kroll and John Mulaney are like super well known names, but I think when you I think they are in comedy. They are. Yeah. But when you start up a show and you're going to use names that are somewhat known for the mm-hmm. voice acting, then I think it's like and we're just more cognizant of it today. Right. That's where because of like I knew who Jenny Slate was, mm-hmm. but my in my brain, I'm like, it's a fucking cartoon. Like I had, like, are you going to say that the dude shouldn't be voicing what's your name in Bob's Burgers? Right, because it's about the voice. Like Bart is voiced by a woman. Is that the same thing? Like no. Like, and, and I also think that there's an element of when the show was started, as yeah. far as like where we are socially yeah. with with you know social media things like that. If The Simpsons would have started. During the age of social media, it would not be oh, what yeah, it is yeah. today. Yeah. And I think, honestly, with Big Mouth as well, if you'll notice, they have very big names voicing characters on that show. Yeah. Rarely do they come out and say, like, 
pay attention to this next season because yeah, yeah. we got, cause we got yeah, this yeah. guy fucking voice. This newest season has Seth Rogen voicing a character. Mm-hmm. There's a trans character that that it newly trans. So it's a child that yeah. has come out as trans. Of course, suburban moms lost their fucking minds about like, well, how do I respond to this? It's like, who the fuck told you you have to respond well, maybe, to everything? Maybe you should sit your kid down and watch this so they can deal with what's going on in their school. Because right. That's- because they're going, they have trans yeah, yeah. classmates and everything. And maybe if they watch this show, instead of making fun of that kid and making them feel like shit about mm-hmm. realizing who they are, they will look over and see, wow, I was watching this show with my mom. Uh, there was a trans character. Mom said, good for her. Yeah. All this and thing. It didn't it's, really matter. Yeah. Your kids also go off of example. I mean, I have a four year old and I am now at that stage where I can't say fuck around her <laughs> because the other night I was sitting there watching her. Actually, hold on. Should I tell the story? Yeah, fuck, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I'm sitting there watching her, and uh, me and my girlfriend are hanging out with her, having a good time, and then I think I like stubbed my toe or something. I go, fuck! And then <laughs> I just hear from the other room, my daughter go, fuck, 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 fuck. I was God <laughs> damn it. So I walked in there, I go, honey, we can't say that word. And she goes, okay. And that was the whole discussion. <laughs> That's how easy it is to have any discussion. Yeah. But I think, honestly, when it comes to Trailer Park Boys, when it comes to Letterkenny or anything like that, Whenever they have a character, it almost seems like they have a character who is not this particular kind of character. Yeah. Uh, they even had the on on Letterkenny. They had that alt right guy mm-hmm. played by uh, Jay. Uh, fuck, Jay starts with a B. Barishell. Barishell. Yeah. He played an alt right mm-hmm. sort of conspiracy theorist type character. Now that character was the alt right character. Yeah. Not a character who is alt right yeah. because. They aren't people. Yeah. Which, which, <laughs> Jay, which Jay Baruchel directs a bunch of uh, Trailer Park Boys episodes in the, of in, in, in the Netflix years. And the Trailer Park Boys helped produce Goon, which Jay Baruchel mm-hmm. did Goon and everything. So. Wildly yeah. incredible show. So a lot, a lot, movie, a lot, a lot of incestuous. And then uh, in Letterkenny, uh, the Amish uh, character in Letterkenny, mm-hmm. that's uh, J-Rock from Trailer Park Boys. Okay. Like, doing a completely different you know thing. And, right. And so there's like a little incestuous relationship going on with these uh, Canadian shows. Right, there. right. Okay, so we got about what, like about uh, ten minutes left, something like that. We're at forty-eight minutes. Okay, so we got twelve minutes left. Uh, let's go ahead and and just kind of break it down a little bit now. As far as Trailer Park Boys yeah. being binge worthy, obviously yeah. you have your opinion of yes because you have your own show and everything <laughs> like that. So, what is it about Trailer Park Boys that makes it one of those shows that is binge worthy? I think there's a few things that are concerned with the show uh, as far as its. The character development, things like that, but then there's also, like the the just quite frankly that the initial seasons, uh, seasons one through seven, mm-hmm. um, the longest season is ten episodes. Most of them were any six, okay. eight, whatever, and so you get like a nice arc done quickly, and okay. you, you move on. Uh, I will preface like this: I will, and I tell like Zach and Sean and I are all very clear to people. When we tell them to start watching. Mm-hmm. The pilot is not good. <laughs> the okay. first episode is not good. I think they, that's they, about as far as I ever got. They are, the they pilot. are, they are, like, they are setting up what the characters are going to be. Right, and they're setting up the scene basically. Mm-hmm. And then once you get by episode four, you start to see character development. Okay, and and really, what brings is that there is this sense of 
they are all struggling with the same struggles. Right. Right. You have your, and there is a little bit of an id ego, super ego thing going mm-hmm. on between Julian Bubbles and Ricky. Like Julian is like the ringleader who is trying to always get shit done. Right. Ricky is like the sort of crazy fuck up that like just let, works on impulse. Right. Right. And then Bubs is sort of the conscious of the show. Right. And okay. he, he's there to like, he's the nice one. And, and it's kind of weird because in the first season, Mike Smith, who is arguably becomes the biggest like character and the biggest star of the show, right? The it, bubbles, right? Yeah, it's okay. kind of it's kind of like an Urkel situation where he right. was he was not really the focus in the first season, right? He wasn't even supposed to be like a uh, that forward of a character or anything, yeah. And, and then uh, in in, tra- in in then Trailer Park Boys, he ends up becoming they much more a part of it and then that's yeah, when they, he's like the the face of most of the uh you know the the, the anytime you like scrolling through netflix yeah. there he is he's know. arguably the most talented one too he's you know a very good guitar player he's mm-hmm. you know he's a talented musician he's uh you know very smart but he you know he's also i like to joke that in in kayfabe uh mm-hmm. in show world i'm julian uh but in real world i'm mike smith because mike smith <laughs> who plays bubbles is like the instigator and like gets all the shit going and done and everything. Right. Uh, and if you want a sense of that, if you want a sense of like how the boys are like outside of their characters, mm-hmm. watch the swear net movie. Cause that's like a hyper, they play themselves in that. Okay. As at the same time, also kind of playing the trailer park boys at times. It's a very weird movie, <laughs> okay. but you get the sense and it's just a hyperized version of who they are. But as but far as do you feel like that you need to watch that in order to appreciate binging trailer no, park? Boys no, or? I don't, I don't think so. I, I think you can watch just the trailer park boys episodes. Uh, you don't need to watch the movies. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're kind of side stories or side quests, I guess. Okay. Also the thing I love about it, there is nothing I love more than, uh, at the end of most seasons, uh, the the show it wraps up that season. Like right. you, every season could have been the last season because you leave. Like all right, I've just so seen they it. don't end on like schmuck bait there's or no, anything there's, like there's that. No cliff, there's no cliffhangers. There's no okay. like uh, they've got you know like within seasons they have some you know like two parters. Well, or whatever, I mean but, that's different. But but, but but honestly, that would be to me a selling point. I always yeah. fucking hate that shit. They'll end a fucking season. Yeah, you could an entire season. And, on and, schmuck and in fact, bait. I think a, a prime example is. Uh, I think a lot of like season seven uh, was maybe a little surprise to them. Mm-hmm. Like it's like seasons five, six, and seven certainly end in a way where you're like, okay, that they must have thought that was the end of the show, right? Right, right. And but every season is like that, and there's nothing better in the series than watching how one season ends and then seeing how they pick it up the next season to mm-hmm. progress the story because this is essentially at this point a series. That I have, if you started watching in 2001, you have now spent 20 years with these characters. That's a long fucking time. Yeah, these guys, and like, in I think in the world... I like that I said that as if you didn't know that 20 years yeah, is a long time. But, like, hello, time traveler. Well, <laughs> 20 years is a long time. I mean, extensively, if I had started watching... I didn't watch start watching until 2006. In 2006, I was working at Bank of Oklahoma in a loan processing center. And it was one of those periods when they had those... Uh, streaming sites online where you could find shows or whatever. It wasn't like legal or whatever. And I I would sit there and I would just watch Trailer Park Boys. But had I started in 2001, I'm 40. That would have meant that half of my life would have been spent spent with like knowing about this show, having like, you know, 
I've gone to a Randy's cheeseburger picnic here in Tulsa, which is a live <laughs> show with Randy from the show, like where he literally just does crazy shit on the stage. Like, oh, that's awesome. It's a show where when Mr. Leahy died in real life, turns out he's like an amazing person and everyone was like super fucking sad. About right. It, right. But the way they are able to begin each season and everybody has their favorite seasons or whatever, but they all sort of exist individually. Like okay. you can, it's good to understand who the characters are, obviously. Right, but, but you can but essentially I mean, pick up in pick like season up. Like, four. Yeah, or... I, yeah, you could drop. I could drop you. Well, like Sean and Zach and them, uh, they didn't start watching until Netflix year, so their first experience were the Netflix episodes. Oh wow, which okay. is a very weird way to come in, in my opinion, yeah. having someone that had seen everything before. Uh, well, because now on Netflix they have from season one. Yeah, to... they have. They, yeah, you okay. Could, yeah, and. But again, but it's know, only the last season you said that is going to be on this new app, right? They have two seasons that they've filmed that are set completely in jail. Okay, and so part of that is cost, you know. Well, because yeah, the part of the show is that they seemingly can't seem to keep themselves yeah. out of fucking jail. Yeah. Like. Well, they they yeah. I, I don't want to spoil anything for people, but they, no, no, they're, no, yeah. they're in jail a lot. Like, okay. and well, and so is there any kind of episodes or even full seasons that you feel like ah, you can just skip that. Because I know with uh, certain people, like a community prime example, most people that love that so, show would say you can skip season four. I would say there's not a season you can skip. I would say there are some, uh, in some of the longer seasons, and by longer I mean like the eight or ten episode seasons, right? right. I'm not talking about, like, and that's the other thing. This is uh, ten episodes coming in at 24 minutes. So right. you're essentially devoting for a season four hours, like... <laughs> So you could do it in a day. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, you could watch the entire run of Trailer Park Boys in like a couple days, like if you want. <laughs> but like what I well, that always deters me from binging certain shows that it's like it's an American show where it's 23 episodes yeah. in a season. They're hour long fucking episodes. Yeah. And then half the time it's like, well, fuck, I just sat through yeah. an hour long bottle episode like I could have been fucking watching the other ones to fucking. Get, and so but in your opinion, uh, Trailer Park Boys, though, is 100 percent. Not only bingeable, do you feel like it's almost required watching? Like it would be just like it, you don't, you almost don't even feel like you should skip over. I don't, like this should I, definitely I don't think be in your repertoire. I don't know that there's anything I would say is required watching in the world of comedy. You know what the fuck I mean? Except <laughs> except for Mister Show. If you haven't seen Mister Show, oh, yeah. then like I mean, <laughs> I, I I think you can aptly judge someone based on their yeah. favorite episode of Mister yeah. Show. Uh, I mean, the first episode of Mister Show is a goddamn banger. <laughs> Fucking uh, pit pat and like all that shit. Like a. Uh, but no, I will say, to answer your question, though, within seasons, the slightly longer seasons, there might be one or two episodes that are kind of standalones that, okay. don't, that don't advance the arc. And right. you could skip those, but there's some of the best, you know, there's some of the more, more fun ones because they're kind of like... Well, and I mean, if you're only doing four hours knockout yeah, season, and, I don't feel like you're going to skip anything because you're like, I can do this. And here, here's what I would say, like, if especially if you're someone that's doing comedy or you inspire, aspire to, like, have sort of that ensemble feel or, or mm-hmm. whatever... To see what they were able to accomplish with one initially super right. low budgets, uh, being from a, essentially nothing, yeah, like just to for, to raise that up for like. having a movie that bombed because mm-hmm. they, uh, I, I believe it was they went out their, their their movie I think comes out after seasons two or three, yeah, and they got the instead of just sticking with their guns and using their director Mike Clattenburg and everything, they went out and got Ivan Reichman to be part of it. He did not understand the show 
whatsoever. <laughs> filmed it, filmed the movie completely different than the show was. We had Landry Miller on on the podcast. Where we do movie their movies, uh-huh. and he watched the first movie. He's like, man, this this isn't very good. I'm like, yeah, we agree. Then we had him on the second. He's like, oh, this is a lot better because the second movie they did, they shot it like the show, right? Like it's like if you did an office movie and all of a sudden it was not shot as a documentary. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, and that's kind of what Reichman did. It was okay, like, it's like shitty. So you can leave the movies out if you want, but. If you want to go online, you can find where everything is supposed to be placed. Right. So after you nerd out on the show and you want yeah. a little bit more, you, you can, can go, go ahead and yeah, watch the they're, movies. They're, but not the first one. You can go ahead and just do the second one if you want to keep uh, that the, vibe the, Yeah, because the first movie was meant more for American audiences to try to be like, hey, look Ugh, at these guys. We ruined right? everything. And the second, the third <laughs> movies weren't. Uh, but again, yeah, it's super easily bingeable. I've recently got another friend into it. I've, got, I've gotten lots of friends into it recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I'm not going to say if you want to start watching and binging it, if you want to like start from the beginning, you can listen to our episodes of Getting Greasy. There you, you go. Know, you know. Uh, I was waiting for the plug. Yeah, you I was know, waiting you for can it. do that. You know, it's great. Uh, so how many episodes of Getting Greasy are out right now? Uh, I got. We got to be coming up on, um, I think we're probably about 75 or so like that. Okay. Because we have a bunch of... Uh, you know, we we do we did some bonus episodes like we we've reviewed Goon, we've uh, mm-hmm. we've done some crossover episodes with uh, Ethan Sandoval and Wrestlore. We we you know where we review some other stuff. But right, like, right. We also put out like a, some bonus episodes here and there just for shits and giggles. So okay. If, if you like hearing Sean Singleton get drunk as fuck and pass out on the mic, I really do. Yeah, you can do yeah. that. Uh, I, I've definitely. Uh, I, this won't mean anything to you out yeah. there that aren't comedians or anything like that. But watching Sean Singleton get absolutely shit faced at open mics or yeah. showcases was one of the highlights of Tulsa comedy yeah. in my opinion before this whole pandemic bullshit you can go uh yeah I, you know you can't well, there's maybe some video footage out there somewhere you know well and you, I, you, I you catch him on talk show incorporated's out there well and yeah. i think the funniest thing too is that if you just talk to sean for mm-hmm. 10 minutes you know you don't really know him that well and then he walks away you're like oh he's 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 a nice guy. <laughs> he's a, a nice guy. fella. That's then why you see, he's our bubbles. Yeah. Then they see him shit faced, and yeah. it's just like, dude, some of the yeah. shit that he said to me, I'm like, <laughs> I'm so glad we're friends. Canonically, <laughs> yeah. Canonically, in the getting greasy universe, uh, I'm Julian. He's Bubbles, and Zach is Ricky because Zach, Zach, <laughs> Zach's, the, Zach's the king of dabs. Yeah. And Zach so, is the guy that's like, well, we're about to go uh, through the toll, so yeah. let's do a dab now. Yeah, like, exactly. What? No. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> But well, yeah, no, I highly recommend binging. Uh, you know, if there's also the they have two seasons of animated Trailer Park Boys, mm-hmm. which I'm not the biggest fan of. They have Out of the Park USA, Out of the Park Europe. Out of the Park Europe is pretty damn good. Where okay. the Trailer Park Boys in character go on to Europe and do these quests and like Newell Fielding's in an episode. It's hilarious. Oh, and that's great. Like uh, I love Noel. Yeah, there's there's all sorts of like you know. Uh, and and they even carry some of the canon from the show into that. Like Sebastian Bach is like a major part of the season seven. Of, oh, that's funny. Of uh, Trailer Park Boys, and he's like in Out of the Park USA, Out of the Park Europe. And uh, I've learned that Sebastian Bach is like he he hated Donald Trump and just like would sit there and cuss him out constantly on Twitter. Perfect. And I was like. Didn't even think about like him being Canadian or anything like that. No. So and and they're in a weird little universe like Tom Green, another Canadian. Canadian, you know, yeah. like uh, uh, but like <laughs> there's in some of the Netflix seasons like Snoop Dogg's in the Netflix season. I was gonna say I, I Tom, seem to remember Tom that. Green, Tom Arnold, uh, Carrot Top is in the movie. Some of the movies or whatever. Oh wow, it's very weird. Uh, uh, Doug Benson is in one of the seasons. Oh fantastic. Yeah, because like <laughs> it's, it's about weed smoking. Like right. I mean, eventually the plot of most seasons is about. Weed or hash. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so uh, you heard it here. 
Uh, you can binge Trailer Park Boys on Netflix. Uh, what's their app called? SwearNet. SwearNet. Okay. You can uh, you can binge it on there as well. You can watch their movies. You can you can watch all kinds of shit. These guys have just put out content like crazy. And if you want to go ahead and after you've done that and you still want to talk about it or just hear people talk about it, go ahead and go on that Sounds Tooth app and check out Getting Greasy. Uh, it's Dustin DeVore, my guest today. I think next episode we're doing Zach Amen, which is another. Uh, host of Getting Greasy, and uh, we'll see if we can get Sean Singleton on here one of these days. I can we'll get him I can, fucking shit I can get you in virtually with him. It's yes. not, not a problem. Because Sean lives in uh, Boston, Boston these days, now. right? Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's, uh, we, we lost our co-host up there, but I, I will want to highlight, yes, please download that Soundstooth app. We need people for sure. to download and like the Soundstooth app. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, Dustin, what do you think? Did you have fun? Yeah, it's great, Terrell. Fuck yeah. I've been asking everyone if they've had fun, because if you didn't... No, fuck what, you. Yeah, what's the I fucking have fun point? at all. I'm going to go back to bed, I'm going to grab a sword and stab you within a minute. I mean, I'm sorry. You want me to object? Yeah. Let me fuck you here a minute. (laughs) You think you? Oh no, you you didn't. You didn't. You didn't know that was part of the deal, right? No, that's yeah. Whatever whatever keeps this podcast afloat. Anyone that comes over, anyone that signs new with Soundstooth, either Landry or I have to fuck them. Oh shit! Actually, that was Landry. He that was not me. It's a weird part. It's a weird clause in the contract. I don't know. And now we know the part that we're going to take out for the best of 2021, and it'll be (laughs) us saying that Landry is forcing people to fuck him. So there you go. Well, Dustin, I had a good time as well. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, dude. Yeah, no problem, man. Anytime. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, uh, once again, if you have anything you want to say, whether you whether it's, uh, hey, great episode, hey, fuck you, Terrell, hey, why the hell isn't this person been on the podcast, or why haven't you had an episode about this show, go ahead and email us at bingepodcast918 at gmail.com. And uh, I promise you, I'll read every one of them. I might not respond to all of them because I don't respond to all of you. But uh, my name's Terrell Norton. It's been another great episode. I love you. There's nothing you can do about it. I'll see you next time. Bye, guys.